Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, stump town, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me are my co-hosts, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. Oh, baby, I love it. And the Bay Area Blazer, Rope Zapanta. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. Let's get Hold it. Hold on. I can't help pause, but say... Pause, pause, pause. Pause. Why yes, don't sir. I have a cool background? <laughs> you gotta put that virtual background on, man. Oh, you, you know, we, that. we were waiting for you to get you gotta, on. You gotta, we just started clicking through images. We're just and messing stuff. around. I know. I like it. We That's gotta, really cool. That we looks gotta legit. Get you one, What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go old school and just get an actual backdrop. Nice. There you go. Like yeah. it. Go get a green screen. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys just look so professional when I'm over here in a bedroom. Well, you know, so are we. You just can't tell. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to screen cap this right now. I'll, I'll put it on our Twitter so people can know what, what we're talking yeah. about. Oh, wait, let me, let, me, let me fix my headphones. Yeah, oh. every, everyone smile, dog. Everyone smile. Hey. All right. I got it. All right. All right, good. What I was going to say is I can't help but say let's get it after you say let's get it. Dude, I know, <laughs> it's right? Like, it's infectious. You just sound... You just sound so good. You know, I just try to insert that energy into the pod. We're all feeling a little sleepy right now. And once you hear it, you just let it, let it get to you. <laughs> let it touch you in the soul. <laughs> there you go. Or something. Fellas, right fellas we have a couple games to talk about. We should get to it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do we it. We should get it. <laughs> so, first game, Blazers Jazz. Fellas, unfortunately... We weren't able to pull out the dub on this one. The Blazers lose 107 to 129. Now, Norman Powell was out this game with a thigh contusion. Um, but the Jazz also were without Royce O'Neal. Uh, something to do with his ankle. But uh, what did you guys see in that game? I'm going to start with you, Ro. What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, Tony, Stel- Tony Snell started the game. I think we were all surprised. Were you guys surprised? Did you did you guys think it was Nasir Little? You guys really thought the natural starter was gonna be Snell? Someone talk, well, talk I me didn't into know. this, please. Okay, so I didn't think that it was. I didn't know if it was gonna be Snell, but I, it, it's a recent trend. Well, I guess it's not even recent anymore. But there's been a trend lately where guys don't mess up good bench units. Like they won't disrupt the flow of the the second unit. Got you. So they'll bring in the tenth or eleventh guy and plug him in the starting lineup so that there's some continuity between that second unit when they're good when they're not good it doesn't really matter you know but right portland's got you know i think a top 10 bench right now so and they arguably play better sometimes than the starters do so i think that there was a need to do that and also the way that it matched up you didn't want a guy like Snell worked out really well, it, you know, on paper starting. You needed another shooter out there on the court. I was going to say, did he? <laughs> didn't really, I mean, <laughs> this guy shot 57% from three last year. But. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do so hot this game. He didn't do so hot this game. I'm actually going to inject uh, Tim into this conversation because I had a conversation with you, man. You were saying that you were excited to see Nasir Little or Larry Nance in the starting lineup when Norman Powell because you wanted to see more energy in the starting lineup, right? 
This is true. And look, here's here's what I saw from Tony Snell. His first three plays in the game. And look, I don't want to bag too hard on Snell. He's he's the ninth man in the rotation. Like he doesn't really he doesn't eat up a lot of minutes. You're not going to see him on the court very often, but I was really excited for Nas or or Nance, but the first three plays all I saw was Snell parking himself in the corner. No movement. He wasn't going after the boards. Like, what? what is he doing out there? That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, I didn't think he injected a whole lot of energy. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, Eric. Um, I, and I guess on paper he looks good. But you got a guy in Nasir Little who's begging for that starting three spot. I mean, the kid looks so good. Maybe not all the time. But in stretches he looks like he's the real deal man and i i gotta say i was a little disheartened i'm gonna stop uh, he you. didn't get the start and we need to put this to bed he is not <laughs> if nasir little is starting it is at the four it will not be at the three unless cj mccollum is moved there is not a i am i am on look in case of injuries though i'm on the nasdaq injuries, train okay you're telling, you're i got me, i got nasir you're little telling stock. me norman powell is out you're telling me Norman Powell is out and you wouldn't start Nasir Little. No, what I'm saying is that sounded very much like what you said a few weeks ago when you were like, I would start him over Norman Powell. I don't think I said that. I'm pretty sure you did say that. You wanted to put bring Powell off the bench. I don't know if I said that on air. <laughs> Calling him out. But... Call him out. <laughs> Look, here's here's but here, no, 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 listen, no, listen, no, you listen. listen. I'm all about. I, no, hold on, hold all on. Right. I wanted to say that there was a second part to that, and the second part was, I do think that you're right. I think that Little is probably starting caliber material here really soon, and I'm hoping that there's a deal made that allows him to get into that lineup. In fact, I hope that I I really hope that it's him and Nance starting in the front court here in those two wing spots. I guess wing and power forward spot which are really interchangeable, but I, I'm thinking that it needs to be those two guys ahead of um, one unnamed guard and a guy who I'm going to bash heavy, which is Robert Covington, who is just a shell of the guy that we have been used to seeing over the last season. Okay, I need a few moments to defend myself here because I have always been of the mindset that Nasir Little is not going to start over Norman Powell as long as CJ and Powell are on the team. Okay, there's just there's too much upside for Powell and CJ uh, for Nas to start. But I've always said I want to see Nas in the starting lineup because the guy does all the little things you need to win a game. He does the dirty work, man, and he provides so much energy and hustle. And the kid, I wanna, the kid I'll, can shoot. We've seen it before. We go, yeah, I, he can. And I think that he's going to be really good, and I think Portland's got to hang on to him. I want to ask you right now. I mean, let's go on the record. Are we comfortable with going on the record? Fine, let's go on the record. Sure. Ro, do you want to see CJ McCollum traded? Yes. 100% yes. Tim, same question. Do I think it will benefit the team? Yes. Do I want to see him go? It'll be tough because I like CJ, but I think it would benefit the team. I like CJ too, and I think that he's done a lot, and I think that people kind of undervalue him. But 
it is unfortunate that we all agree that I think of all of the pieces that we have right now, the one who could, other than Dame, obviously, net us the biggest return and change the trajectory of this season and potentially the franchise means C.J. McCollum has to get traded at some point. I don't disagree with you at all. But I do want to ask you, because we've touched on it many times, are we at this point where we're asking these questions now because the Blazers have run out of time? No, not for me. I'm just tired of seeing it, to be honest. I mean, we've seen it in different iterations throughout the last couple of seasons. You know, we've seen it with Aminu and Harkless. We've seen it with um, Covington and who was starting at small forward last year? Mello? No, Mello didn't start. No, it's at can small I forward? Yeah, who started at the before three before, uh, before Norm got there? Was GT starting? I, I mean, I don't think he started in the game, did he? Goodness gracious, why can't I remember yeah, I this? I can't remember either. Yeah. That, well, does, doesn't that feel like but, it was such a long time ago? <laughs> you know, yeah, and we saw it We saw it in the, in the bubble, yeah. you know, the bubble season when we had, before Hood went out. I mean, they've just, this core group, and I was just listening to Jay Allen on my way home from basketball practice today, and he had Rick Bucher on, and the same thing, you know, and I, I'm like, man, that is exactly how I feel. And that is this group has had its shot. It's had its shot with a lot of the perimeter pieces around the core being shuffled around and changed out. And it has never taken the leap forward that it needed to. And that includes Nurt too, unfortunately, you know, Derek Jones, Jr. And I'm of the mind now. Oh, was it, was it Derek was it Jones? Derek? Yeah. Or was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It was Derek. Yeah. So, but this core is, they have, they have moved pieces around. And, you know, that's one thing that I'm not going to bash Olshay on is that they've tried to put some, some, I guess, tertiary pieces around them so that they could see what worked. Portland's never going to be better than a 50-55 win team with CJ and Dame as your, your, your two guys. And the problem is the redundancy between Dame and CJ. You know, you need one of those guys to be gone and bring in a player that brings a different dynamic to the offense and to the defense. And I think it's just, for me, it's not, it's not because they're losing and it's not because there's pressure on them and they're not as good as they, it's just, it's just time. It's the Clay Thompson, uh, uh, Monte Ellis thing in Golden State. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if we're going to do this now, I know we're totally skipping over this whole like reviewing games and stuff. Yeah, like I'm going to recap yeah. of the game. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Let's just do this now. I mean, right now we stand, I think, maybe fifth or sixth on, in offense, which isn't surprising because the Blazers have mm-hmm. done that year after year. We've always been a, ten, yep. a top 10 offense. But the problem is, is that we brought in Chauncey Billups. We created this roster to be more defensive. And you know what we're still ending up? We're still at 29. Second to last in freaking defense. Second to last. Mm-hmm. And you have to think that by now, it it isn't the roster construction around our superstars. It's the superstars. It's the superstars. It's the, superstars. Yeah, it's it the core group that we need to change. And CJ, unfortunately, is the odd man out when we talk about value on a trade. And Eric is absolutely right. We've seen this iteration of this team before. And I know... You were asking, like, did we run out of time? Thing is, is that we're like 20-some games into the season now. 
and it's starting to really feel like that, right? Maybe it is, maybe we're I, not quite think, there, but it's really starting to feel that way. Yeah, and I think that's that's why I asked the questions because, you know, Eric's question about CJ kind of, I'm gonna say question again, begs the question: Have we reached that point where we've, as as a fan base, we've given them time? We've we've watched them go through, you know, the, their trials and tribulations, and it's maybe we've reached that point where they should be putting it together. And as a fan base, they peaked. And as a fan base, we're not seeing that. So maybe now is the time where we say, "Hey, this isn't working. This three guard lineup is not working." I mean, it's never worked well, in the past. I, I give credit. Another- I give credit to the organization for trying it for bringing in norm for you know pushing forward with it but the thing is you're never gonna be you're never gonna eclipse where you're at when you're playing with undersized guards three of them well and here's another thing too and this is something that watching phoenix the last couple of weeks just go on a rampage the idea that small ball is the only way to win basketball games is getting blown out of the water when you watch a team like Phoenix who is abusing teams in the, with the mid-range. They are playing in the paint and they are sprinkling in the three-point shot yeah, well, and just, to keep and everything else on. Not only Phoenix, just look at Denver, man. Like Just wait until they get um, Jamal Murray back. You know, it's the same thing. That, yep. I mean, I, I think it was uh, Antonio Harvey that said it. Like, it's all cyclical, right? Eventually, somebody's going to show the league that you can still win games and win big with a big lineup. And Phoenix is doing it right now. They're winning, what, 15 straight now. Mm-hmm. So, and then this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. And I didn't mean to take us off topic, but it's just been on my mind. But every good team has a backup plan, right? There is a, there's a reset button waiting in the wings that they can hit. And I'm not saying that teams don't hit the lottery sometimes and uh, New Orleans is a good example even though he's hurt Zion, you know, they hit the they hit the draft lottery literally or San Antonio back in 97 when it was David Robinson and they accidentally <laughs> got, Tim got Tim Duncan. But Portland's also in a position where they have two very 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 good players that they could build a roster around in Little and Simons. Another reason that I would like to see CJ be moved, and I don't want him getting sent to like NBA Siberia. I want him to be able to go and flourish somewhere else. I wish him the best. It's time to start really, really investing in Anthony Simons. Absolutely, he needs those minutes too. I I agree with you. And by eliminating. And right now you have four guys. You have four guys in 48 minutes, right? So four guys in 48 minutes who are all getting those split up between Dame, Norm, CJ, and Simons. Norm just signed the big deal. He fits at the two because he's a better defender. He kind of helps Dame uh, mask Dame's deficiencies. Dame obviously is not going anywhere because he's Damian Lillard. Again, like you already said, Tim, that puts CJ as the odd man out. But even if he's gone, then Simons can absorb some of those minutes and we're developing him so that when, if and when Damian Lillard retires, there's a guy that's ready to step in immediately and be the next guy up. 
Well, see, I don't even think you need to wait that long for Simons, to be honest with you, man. Like, Simons looks great. No. Simons looks great. And I think you're right when you say it's time for them to invest in Anthony Simons. But I don't think it's to invest in him as the sixth man. I think Simons is playing well enough. He could be a starter. I mean, he's like, I want to. I don't want to say he is a starter right now. But he's kind of like that Nasir Little, man. Like, he's fringe starter material. He still gets burned on defense. He still does. I mean, he played some lockdown defense. But he did uh, against the Pistons. Against the Pistons, he was just clamping. But at the same time, as our good friend Travis Demers would say, well, it's Detroit. Well, it's true. It's true. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Travis Demers getting roasted on Twitter by. I don't even no, know what he, that guy is handling. An actual hate account, like a legitimate hate yeah, account with yeah. his name it's in it. It's a burner, man. Way to wild, be, dude. Trav. Trav, way to be. <laughs> but sorry, I didn't mean to take all back, but I just I, I just wanted to know what you guys thought. Like legitimately, CJ McCollum, I think we're all in agreement. It's time for him to move on, not because he's done anything wrong, not because he hasn't been great, but because he could do the most to help this team take the next step. Well, and and I, I believe the three of us have said it, you know, within our inner circle for years now. Like CJ could go to another team and be the guy and be really good at it and finally really good. and finally be that all-star right absolutely and not only that it would help the team because with cj like the the caliber of player cj is you're gonna get something in return like something worthwhile right oh yeah yep you're not just gonna get a roco or i mean not to, not, get not to bash the guys that we got but like dude you may even get somebody better than ben simmons you never know I don't know. I don't. I don't really know about that, that trade. <laughs> I think. I think Ben Simmons might be the the you could limit. Be James there. Harden again. Look, Ben Simmons fits the bill. <laughs> you, you, right. You I bet Brooklyn. I bet Brooklyn would take. <laughs> I bet Brooklyn would take CJ for James Harden right now. Oh god. But unfortunately, we're getting this year's James Harden. We're not getting. Would you? Yeah. Would you do that though? MVP James would Harden. Would you do that though? No. Yep. In a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Not doing it. Mm-hmm. Bro, tell me why. Not doing it. Same same defense, same isolation ball. Chauncey doesn't want that. He wants movement. Um, there's just He's so bigger. many reasons. He's a better scorer. He is a better overall player than maybe even all of our players. Okay. Like, hands down. Like, if you want to talk about offensive prowess, like, that's James Harden, right? He could, he could get a bucket. He's a walking bucket. On defense, he's actually not that bad if he's trying. But the thing is, is that Dame will try but he still might not play very good defense with the exception of this year. Um, But I still wouldn't want some sort of toxic, potentially toxic person in the locker room with such a young team. You don't want that influence on Little. You don't want that influence on Simons. There's a trickle-down effect when you get someone like that, and you don't want to do that with younger players like our squad. That's something that I would want to completely avoid. I would rather have CJ. Okay, Eric. Just but if why would you pull the trigger? But if on we're that? playing NBA 2K, I'm taking I'm taking James Harden. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. Okay, so I just pulled the numbers. So his his numbers are not great this year. No. But it's still James Harden. His his playing his way back into shape. Great yes. example. There was there's another guy that did that that was really really good at Shaquille basketball. O'Neal. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna. I didn't. I didn't know if you knew his name. I, I didn't like. Like maybe you didn't know. Hey man, he's not. He's not but Superman. There was, James Harden is, is not the Black yeah. Tornado. 
Come on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would still do that. I mean, that's a deal that I would make because I feel like um, just like Dame, you know, and legitimately just like Dame, I feel like Harden is due for a breakout out of the slump to start the season. And he's another one of those guys who's going to give you 25 a night and he's going to win you a lot of games. And here's the difference between James Harden and CJ McCollum. James Harden has been the guy on 60-65 win teams. True. Facts. And that accounts for something. Facts. The guy. I, I honestly think if Neil O'Shea was presented that trade, I think he takes it. I think the yeah. the lashback of not taking that trade would be would be like committing potentially GM suicide, and, if you know what I mean. I don't think he's worried about and just committing GM suicide. <laughs> yeah, you could just take well, the GM part well out. Well played. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the one that I want. I, I would love, I would love, love to see Jeremy Grant for CJ. Oh, yeah. Mm, I mean, that's okay. That's good. But I don't think you're getting as much as you're giving. Dude, complimentary I think it's player a, a, though, man. To Dame. Yeah, yes, like, yes, he is. But that, he's like got a twenty he's come a twenty ten guy just, that doesn't even get plays run for him. That's what he that's better what be Dame coming needs. with 20, something else. For me, he better be coming a, with something else. Cade Cunningham, he's coming with Cade. <laughs> oh, in a heartbeat. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> That'd be the steal of the century, no. man. But Jeremy Grant, you watch that. Piss- let's talk about the games now. Now let's talk about the games so that we yeah, can. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we, just so okay. Go. Football fans. I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let, let's just jump back to the jazz real quick. Oh okay. Um, well, it, it was closer than it looked at the it, end. It, it was. It was closer than, was. than the final score will will say. But, you know, Dame only ended up making uh, or putting up 11 points, man. Like, this is – is this the second game in a row that he's done that? Yeah, I mean – And now he's shut down for the next 10 days. There we go. It's yeah. just – Okay, let's jump ahead again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dame, Dame is now out for at least 10 days because of a lower abdominal injury. Now, that's huge because the next, I think Bro, it's you're like the, the nurse. Next, what the hell is that? <laughs> the the tendinopathy? Yeah, come on, speak to speak to me, med. Uh basically Doogie Hauser over here. It's strained. It's strained. That's that's yeah. that's what it is. It's strained. It's going to take time to heal. Thing is is that the abdomen you use that that thing for everything. Every single movement, for those every are... single jump, even if you lift your arms up, you use it. There's no way for it to heal unless you just let it rest. And you know, for those of you that don't know, listeners, the guy you're listening to right now, Ro. Yes. Ro is, he's like the super <laughs> hot Greg Fokker. Oh okay? Jesus! <laughs> like the Asian Greg Fokker. Except I don't. Except I don't milk cats. 
<laughs> or maybe I could. I don't know. Maybe I could, yeah. I could, Have I you ever tried? Have you ever tried? I Dang, definitely man. can figure it out. We went from starting about talking about Dame to milking cats. Milking cats. But we are okay. So we thank are you. Wayward right now. Thank you, Doctor Rowe. I appreciate like Doctor Rowe has been. Appreciate the chance oh, to share some ouch. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, hey, professional professional opinion, bro. Like, lay it down. We're in your territory now, big guy. There we go. All right. So, so that... he's got a pulled abdomen. He's... So he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. He's and, hurt. and he's been hurt all season. But, all oh, season. yeah. Since since the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, so it makes he's sense. Just, he's just never let it rest. And I think that's what he needs, dude. Do you think 10 days is going to be enough? Probably no. not. You think Probably he's not. Back, but, or is he going to be out no. longer than 10 days? Knowing Dame Lillard, he's gonna try it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna try it, and I I hope there's someone in his camp that just tells him to just shut it down, because mm-hmm. we're gonna need him later on this year, and we're hoping that CJ Norm can, Norm getting back, you know, that we could just hold afloat, keep the boat afloat, so that when Dame returns 100%, we can make the playoffs. I think that's what we're hoping for. Okay. Can you imagine though if we can make that trade while Dame's gone and and, and Simons Yo. comes in, or and starts for him, you know, and you still got that firepower, you got some. Ah, Who's starting uh, for Dame while he sits? Simons. Simons. Oh yeah, it's got to be right. Absolutely. I mean, theoretically, you could also start Dennis Smith Jr. You could. He's a vet. Kelgen Blevins. He's a Kelgen. <laughs> Sorry. That's only happening if it's requested by Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cuz. Sorry, cuz. Uh, um, but that's. I mean, I think that's where that little. To go back to what your first question was, that's where those eleven points came from. The day before he gets shut down, he has a bad game. I mean, it's pretty evident that he's been hurt. Roe hit it on the head. He's been hurt since the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, CJ came up with nineteen points that game, six assists. Nurk. He was playing well. You know, he was going mm-hmm. up against. Uh, Rudy Gobert, who, I mean, he's he's a long, athletic big, who normally a player like that gives Nurk some fits, and Nurk yeah. still came up with 24 and 10. Not bad. Yeah, but most of his points came in the second half when it was he the game was already still out shot of hand. 69%. No, I know he I had know. a good game. Um, he, he had a he he had a productive game. I wouldn't call it good because the a lot of times numbers can be misleading. And he had a lot of those points in the third quarter where they were still down between 8 and 10 for most of the quarter. Now, what he did do is him and Simons kept them in the game. But, again, that's why, yeah. (laughs) I would like to You know know what was tough? We're talking about a nerd. We're talking about a nerd that used to win us games. True. But you know what was tough and what I think was a bigger issue than... Nurk's performance was that Larry Nance Jr. had one point. Yeah, he did not have a great game. He did um, not play well. I mean, that you could attribute a lot of that to the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz. The Jazz are a really good team. They're really athletic. They they move well. They do. They're actually strong. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of strong mm-hmm. players. And Larry Nance's like advantage is how shifty he is for his size, mm-hmm. and. You know, it just comes to show that the Jazz just matched up pretty well against them and shut them down. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Ro doesn't want me to talk about this guy, but Tony Snell ended up chipping in eight points. Eight big points, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he good, didn't. Good for him. I will say. Good for I him. will say. 
he he did not score a bucket until what the 414 mark in the it's third true. quarter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but I will Somebody just, should Blackberry message him and tell him that. <laughs> just just getting us their little some more run, man. That's that's all I want. Is more development for that guy. Agreed. Co-captain of the Nasir Little fan club. Oh, right please. here. I'm the number one fan. There we go. <laughs> You know, Simon's chipped in with 24 points. He looked good, 66% from the field, 57 uh, from beyond the arc. Um, the kid looks dynamite. Um, I'm gonna, he I'm does. gonna fast forward into the Pistons game. Let's just talk about Simon's again. 12 points. Okay, not as flashy as the previous game, but he also came in with six boards and five assists. Like the kid is is doing some work. And I'm excited to see where he's going. Um, what did you guys pull from that Pistons win? Oh, by the way, Blazers took on the Pistons and won 110 to 92. Again, this is a game that the Blazers should have won, right? Like this. Well, this is this is not a team. That it was this one was more in question though. It was only because Dame was out, Norm was out, there we Little go. was out. Yeah, but even it was still, nice to see those guys. It was still Detroit though. I was going to say, even still, it's Detroit, and they're just not a very good basketball team this season. No. They're not. So what, I, I agree. What, if any, were your, your biggest takeaways from that game? Um, Ro, I'll start with you again. Um, well, first off, knowing that Dame, Powell, and Little are out, I'm still not running over the DraftKings Sportsbook and placing $100 <laughs> on the money line on the Blazers to win that because it, it, it was still in question for me. You might have won okay. a lot of money. That's Well, I would have won a very small chunk of change. <laughs> but I will say that Simon's you know starting duty you know for this game, it was a little more difficult for him because he didn't have like a, a Norman Powell or a Little in that three spot to really rely on. The yep. only person that he's really... Like that's taking pressure off of him offensively is CJ and maybe Nurk on the block. So I'm not surprised that Simons didn't get going the way that we would expect him to do. Like when you know when he mm-hmm. jumps off of the bench and yep. he scores 20 some points, he only had 12 points. But I want to say that he was efficient though. He shot 35%, 33 from the arc. That's not great, but it's also not bad. So right. I want to say that Simons did pretty good. What about you, Eric? What was your biggest takeaway from that game? We got a sniper. Expand. Ben McLemore is a he's a sniper. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, he is. And I, and I knew that before. I knew that coming in. I've watched enough of his games to know that the guy can shoot. Um, I think that. I think that. Again, we go back to the hypotheticals, but he's a kind of guy that if you have to move some pieces around to get some different pieces that fit the that balance the roster a little bit better. He's a guy that would be very, very valuable to have just sitting. I mean, in that 10th or 11th spot, having Ben McLemore, that's a luxury. Oh, yeah. And watching him come off and shoot, it was really nice watching him shoot. I mean, he's got a, just a buttery-looking jumper. And when I was watching the game, I'm like, dang, that dude's just yakking. Yeah. And I'm going to just say my biggest takeaway is that I walked away. I didn't watch the game firsthand. I watched it this morning. I wouldn't mind seeing Big Ben get a little bit more burn. Yeah, you think he should be taking some of the minutes that maybe Snell or or uh, um, 
Dennis Smith Jr. is getting. Too small to take Snell's minutes. Yeah, he can't take the three. He's got to play one of those guard spots, and that's why I would like to see him be the fourth guard. We're playing three small guards, though. Uh, We're playing four small guards if you include Simons. No, no, I'm just saying in the starting in the starting lineup, we're playing three small guards. So why don't you think it will work putting him in at the three? Taking Snell's, but wait, what are we talking about here? We're not talking about everybody back. We're talking about no, no, no. In I'm the, just you're, in the you're face just, of injuries. You're just, no, you're just saying you wouldn't mind seeing Ben Macklemore get a little more burn. I said, whose minutes is he taking? Like, do you want to see he him? He can't. Well, he can't. He's over... not. I would like to see him get some more burn once the roster is balanced. Come trade time. Okay. I think that he's the kind of guy that. You can really your 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 ceiling for him based on his potential and and salary really helps Portland if they were to make a move for a big name player and have to ship multiple players out. You can make an argument that he can immediately step in and become a rotational piece. Sure. Can I just say that it really sucks? Sniper though. It really sucks that we're having to have a conversation right now about trades. Oh no. Did yeah. you guys think we would be at this point this early? Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Really? I figured yeah. I figured Roko was going to get traded at some point. He's got an expiring deal at 12 million. I had I had that blind faith that we were just going to roll through and steamroll people. I was I was hoping for that, but I was, I was slightly skeptical, me, but I had blind faith. I was like, yeah. Yeah, the realist in me just just knows that the CJ <laughs> trade talk is just gonna come. It happens literally every year. I feel like I feel like that trade should have happened maybe three, like three, three years, years ago. ago. Three at years least. ago. Yep. So it's true. It's true. Um, I was gonna ask you guys earlier if Ben Simmons is off the table, who's the guy you want? And and Eric, I think you had already you had already said, I said this Jeremy Grant with Jeremy Grant. I like that one. But I'd, but I'd also take Harrison Barnes and Bagley from SAC. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that one too. That's the one that um, uh, Antonio Harvey Tone. came up with, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That. Whoa, whoa. Or did you come up with that? I said of, I said Barnes and he threw in Bagley. Yeah. He threw in Bagley. Okay. okay Look, gotcha. I, he what's, threw in what's Bagley. funny is I was about to say Bagley during that interview, and he. That's because we all, because we're great. We, we're really good at what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys just have I mean, something you know, the like same that. brain waves, you know. All I'm saying is sometimes it's better to have luck than skill and guile. But <laughs> Ben McLemore ended up with 17 points that Sonic game. Sonic Boom! Uh, oh, different guy. Nurk ended up with 13, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists. Again, shooting above 60% from the field. Nurk looks to be having, you know, a decent season. It's nothing you know, spectacular. It's nothing flashy, but he is having a decent season. And I got to say, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm not. This is a contract year for him. He should be having a breakout year. Yes. But he's still, I feel like he's still finding his way after his injury. Injuries. And, And to have him put up solid numbers... Every game, I'm okay with that. I really am. You guys because saw he, I'm telling you, you a lot of these games, though? a lot of these games we lose or we've lost, 
if Dame is true to form and CJ is true to form, we don't lose those games. You saw that he's shooting 59% from the field, too. I mean, it's not he's bad. He's doing okay. It's not bad. It's not good. I think he's sort of in that okay center range. Yeah. So, like so he's, to round he's out, a passable starting center. I think to round out passable. this game. There you go. To round yep. out this game. Uh, Cade Cunningham, 26 points. Isaiah Stewart, 15 and 14. Bro. Man, we should have drafted him. We could have drafted him. I know. We did draft him. We did draft him, but if we would have kept him, we would not have Rocco, which Rocco was good for us last season. Uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, 14 points. And Killian Hayes, 11 and 6. Not a bad showing by those guys, but not good enough to beat hometown Blazers again we've got Damian Lillard out for at least 10 days and I believe Nasir Little is out as well for a few games um, seven days seven days unfortunate but guys we got to get to something a little more lighthearted than all this trade talk and injury <laughs> talk Ro why don't you take us to our next segment and that of course is giving props so giving props, if you don't know, it's respect or credit due to a person or group of people. So Tim, Eric, I want to know, do you give this props? On a Delta Airlines flight, a woman was found breastfeeding her cat mid-flight. What? And refused to stop after just, getting caught. That just shook me so much my headphones flew off my head. What? <laughs> She was breastfeeding her cat mid-flight on a Delta Airlines flight. We have a quote from a witness. He said, this woman had one of those, like, hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch on and she wouldn't put the back put the cat back in the carrier and the cat was screaming for its life. <laughs> So, Tim, Eric, I want to know, do you give props to this loving cat mom who decided that it was time to breastfeed her cat in the middle of a flight? I'm going to start with the man who threw his headphones off of his head, Tim Johnson. I don't even know, like, I don't even know the proper words to describe how I'm feeling about this right now. What? Who, like, is this a normal thing? I This is something I really, I legitimately need to know. Is this a thing that people do? Do they feed, like, breastfeed their their animals? Is this know. a thing? I mean, cat, Portland people love cats. So I'm kind of wondering if this was a Portland flight or not. I don't think it was. I'm more of a dog Atlanta, person myself. I mean, I love Atlanta. all animals, but... Um, I cannot give her props for this. One, it's not safe for the animal. Okay. <laughs> Let's not call PETA on her. But to do that on a flight, like, you know how close those seats are. True. Those seats are ridiculously close. Cramped quarters. Like, how yeah. would you feel if you just looked over and there was some cat screaming for its life, getting smothered <laughs> by its owner, trying to feed it human milk? Ma'am, ma'am, like, you're, bump you're bumping my elbows. <laughs> Like, some things just should not happen on a flight. Like, don't flip your hair over the back of the seat. You know, be respectful. Don't take your shoes off. You know what I mean? Like, come on. And don't on. breastfeed your cat. And don't breastfeed your cats. 
Come okay. on, people. No, no props. props. No props for Tim. Eric, what you think? Hell no. I hope the Marshall Taser <laughs> and the cat. <laughs> hey, what'd the cat do, man? The cat was trying to get hey. free. <laughs> the cat They're was into just some hungry, freaky dog. stuff, let me tell you. Yeah. The, Apparently, the, the cat the, was no. not hungry because it was screaming for its life. I heard that part. I still hope she got tased. I hope she got the anger management, uh, Adam Sandler treatment. I hope that. I hope she never gets to fly again. I hope they take her cats. I hope whatever weirdo stuff she's got going on in her house gets shut down. I hope. Her, I hope her kids are embarrassed. I hope somebody Snapchatted it and we can make memes out of her. No, no props. No props. And this is why I live away from all people. <laughs> so Eric is Eric is shutting down the cat lady and also having a little bit of violence as well. So no props for Tim <laughs> for Eric. I'm going to go to our next story here. A couple went to an art exhibit and they were pleased when they figured out that some of the art exhibit was actually interactive. They found like open paint cans on the floor, squeeze tubes, you know, those brushes. And they ended up picking up a brush and they started painting on one of the canvases. I feel and like guess we've what? Heard this before. What? It wasn't an interactive exhibit. <laughs> the painting materials that were on the ground were supposed to represent the hard work of the famous graffiti artist John One, and the piece that they accidentally painted on was worth. $440,000. Surprisingly, no charges were made against this couple. Do you give props to the couple who assumed the art exhibit was interactive and painted on one of the canvases? I'm going to start with Eric. You know what? Anybody who has the guts to not even second guess themselves, <laughs> if you got if you got the nads to be in a museum where you know that there's millions of dollars in fine art and you're like, oh, look at this normal Home Depot, look at this this Home Depot plastic paint roller with the uh, and let me see and this tuba caulking. Yeah, this Picasso looks good. Let's roll this out, baby. Let's roll this and never even yeah, absolutely props. Hey, that takes that takes nuts. Man, you know, I was hoping someone would take it that direction because I'm, I'm putting myself in their shoes. Like, if I saw that stuff on the ground, too, I might think that as well. Tim, do you give this props? Yo, I would think it was... I, I would think that as well if it wasn't roped off. Ooh, and, okay. and, if, and if it wasn't roped off, I can't blame them. Now it's just a collaboration. It was not roped off. There you go. See, John one was just looking for a collab. That's all. <laughs> Big props. Big props to those people for everything that Eric said. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. It looks like props all around. That's all I have for you guys tonight. I appreciate it, man. Shout out to my co-hosts, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster, and the Bay Area Blazer, Ro Zapanta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com, and pick up some merch at our store, store.BustedBucketPod.com, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be having a sale tomorrow, all day, until midnight. And remember, 
Everything you buy contributes to community projects in the future. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.